on today's show, The Me Michelle. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Sunday Night Army Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob, and thank you for joining me on another episode in the music series. Now, before we get to our guests today, find me everywhere in every podcast streaming platform and music streaming platform. Just look for the Sunday Night Army and like and subscribe. Now, if you want to check out the link tree in bio, you will find the merch link to support the show. You also find a Spotify playlist where all these artists have their tracks on one playlist. You go and support that and go and listen. Let's get to the show. Right now on the Sunday Night Army, I'm going to continue with the music series. And my special guest today is singer-songwriter from a place I haven't been getting a lot of guests from. And I'm super excited to. And I'm going to have her tell me about it. Welcome to the show, Demi Michelle. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Uh, we were talking before I started recording. Um, uh, one, I'm super excited that you came on the show um, and where you were going to share your music with my listeners. But you're from a part of the U.S. that I don't get a lot of artists from. So tell me about where you're from and tell me how you got started in this whole music business. I am from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I honestly haven't really been in the music business itself for a very long time. I've always loved music. I started playing piano when I was 10. And then from then on out, you know, I joined choir. I took voice lessons, learned guitar in college. So it was kind of a snowball effect from 10 years old on. But I didn't really get into the music business until I really started to take songwriting more seriously in 2019. So if you really think about it, I've only been in the industry for about two years because my debut single into focus came out in november of 2019 so i'm still pretty new mm-hmm. very new no it's perfect and uh i'm super excited because um you, your your music is, is one a couple of years old it's, it's coming out now it's very fresh and i'm super pumped about that because you have a specific sound and i want to talk about that what inspires your sound so this is really interesting because i've always loved pop music and mm-hmm. so i feel like i always have pop roots but very recently i've been getting into country as well and also a little bit of folk single songwriter and so i feel like my album dear diary that is out now is more pop driven but you can definitely see some other genre influences in there as well but moving forward i think i'm going to try to do a more you know, cohesive blend of the genres, which I think is really interesting. As an independent artist, we have more freedom with blending genres and trying things out more than mainstreams do because of, you know, focusing on marketing tactics and all that. Independent Mm -hmm. artists have more freedom. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm really at the point in my musical journey where I'm more comfortable with myself in the industry and um, my creativity that I'm allowing myself to be more risky and bold with my music. And so I'm really excited for what's to come. And you just mentioned your uh, album, Dear Diary, which we're going to talk about in just a little bit. Now, I'm, I'm choking up because I'm excited to talk about it. Now, with writing, because I always like uh, to ask this question and I'm always intrigued because I want to know each writer's pro- writing process. How does that come to you? Do you have writing inspiration from your own experience or 
Uh, do you come up with ideas or do the melodies drive ideas in your music? So for me, one of the most important things, well, the most important thing for me is that all of my songs are from a place of truth. And I think that's so important because as a songwriter and artist, it's so important to write and sing about things that are meaningful to me. And that doesn't necessarily mean that the lyrics of a song will be 100% autobiographical, but they are rooted in my personal experiences. They're authentic to me and my feelings and my thoughts and all those things. And so that's kind of where I start with my process. I'm inspired by something that's very personal to me. And because my music is very lyric driven because of the storytelling in it, I tend to start with some kind of lyrical concept or draft before I really get into the music because with my piano background, I love, you know, crafting very interesting and catchy melodies. And I love getting into the production aspect in the studio, but you can't really have any of those things unless you know what you're saying in the song. And so I personally think it's so important to know what exactly I'm trying to say and get a concept nailed down, not necessarily a perfect lyrical draft, but something that I know what I'm going to say so I can start building around that. So it's always about the story and the inspiration for me. I like that. And, and you can, that definitely comes through with the track that we have for the audience today, um, because everything you just said just comes through. And Will I Ever is the track we're going to play on the show today. Can you tell me how you came up with uh, this single here? So I'm so happy you picked Will I Ever because this one is my favorite on the album. And it was actually the lead single that I released back in May. And this one is so special to me because I feel like for a really long time, I've been struggling with the question, will I ever know how it feels to fall in love? Because I've never been in a serious relationship. So it's always something that's kind of in the back of my head. And Will I Ever is a song that I've tried to write so many times, but it was just so emotionally difficult for me that I wasn't able to get through it. But last year, at the end of 2020, it was in the fall, I think September is when I started writing it. It kind of came to me very quickly. And after I wrote the song, it was one of those moments where, like, that song was so special from the beginning, but it was so vulnerable and honest that I was just absolutely terrified to show that to anybody. And at this point, like last year when I wrote the song, I was supposed to be done recording the album. But in March of this year, months after I wrote it, I got the courage to show it to my producer and he loved it. And so we did it. And then it ended up being the lead single and track one on the album. And then last minute, we ended up doing an acoustic version that I brought my guitar to like wood on board for. So it's a total snowball effect with the song I wasn't really expecting, but it's so personal to me even now. It, it means so much to me. Um, and just seeing the response to this song in particular, a lot of people tend to really love the acoustic version, which is kind of a surprise to me because personally as an artist, I tend to like original versions more than acoustic. So seeing people gravitate more toward the acoustic version is super interesting. And I'm really happy people are embracing it. Well, that's pretty cool. And we do have the album version right here on the show. And I need the audience to hear it. So here is Will I Ever, the me Michelle on the Sunday Night Army. Spark so bright, a kiss so sweet. The moment when two hearts found their special love at first sight. Sounds make believe for stories too good to be reality. Oh, I've got a 
There you go. There's Will I Ever, the me Michelle, right here on the Sunday Night Army. That will be on the playlist. You guys can check it out. Uh, of course, you should already have the uh, Spotify playlist on there. So add this to the shuffle. Now, fantastic track. There is a lyric video for this on YouTube, isn't there? How did you come up with the idea for that? So, yes, there is a lyric video. And I feel like it's so special to have some kind of video to go along with an album release and because will i ever was the lead single and it's one of my favorites on the album and it's just so tied into the whole you know album release i wanted to do a lyric video for this one and like i said i wanted some kind of video but I'm, i feel like i'm at the point in my career where, where i'm still not necessarily ready to do a full-blown music video yet that's one of my goals for next year mm-hmm. and so i at least wanted something and so i decided to do the lyric video Oh, it's it's really nice. It's really nicely done. Now, there's also YouTube channel. Let's talk about that really quick. Your YouTube channel, you can actually hear some acoustic versions of different songs um, on there that you perform. So that's that's a really cool, engaging type of stuff they have. What other content do you have on your YouTube channel? 
So when I started my YouTube channel, I actually started it when I wanted to do weekly covers, which I did for about a year, maybe a little more. And so I started doing that because I wanted to build an audience that way by, you know, sharing covers to eventually lead to my original music. And something that I realized from doing the covers early on is something I didn't expect. And that's when you're covering a song as an artist, you tend to do it your own way and Mm -hmm. make it your own and I found that from doing so many covers on YouTube I actually developed my sound which is so interesting I wasn't expecting that but since I've been releasing so much more original music I've tried to pull away from the covers and only share covers from actual live shows which I've been doing and trying to draw more attention to you know, like just stripped down piano versions of my songs or acoustic versions and things like the lyric videos. And another thing on my YouTube channel that I absolutely love is studio vlogs. And I've started recording these recently. Mm -hmm. When I'm in the studio, I literally just put up my iPad, hit record, let it roll basically the the whole time. Like I'm there for 10 hour sessions. We record pretty much the whole thing. And then I'll go through and edit it later. And it's just so cool, like taking people behind the scenes into the recording process, Mm -hmm. because you can share behind the lyrics video, which I do as well talking about the songs but actually showing footage of the song coming to life in the studio is always so fun so studio vlogs are probably one of my favorite things to do on the channel yeah i love that behind the scenes stuff because as much as uh there are a bunch of the independent artists and you know a whole bunch of artists that show the behind the scenes stuff it's everybody has their own way how to create so I, i love seeing that stuff how it happens yeah now dear diary that's uh 10 full tracks with a special will I ever acoustic version on it. It's on this whole album. Uh, how was it creating, uh, putting together these songs for this album? How did, how, how did you feel about getting the right songs, putting it all together? So I've worked on this album for two years. We started it in the fall of 2019 and it came out October 15th. So it was literally a two-year project from recording the first song, which was Be Yours, to release day. And I honestly think like for me, it was really hard to pick the songs because I actually recorded more than I put on. And I obviously wrote way more than I even took to the studio. And I think the deciding factor for me was what songs do I most connect to? And which songs do I think the listeners will most like? And I think that's an interesting balance when you're releasing an album or even choosing a single or something. It's, you know, you have an audience, so there might be a song that I really, really like, but it might not have strong commercial value or it might not be as appealing to others. And so I always try to keep that in mind as well when I'm picking the music. So that's how I chose the songs. And the track list is really interesting too. I cannot tell you how long I spent trying to figure out the track list because um like I really wanted it to tell a story and though these songs definitely stand alone if you listen to the album start to finish from track to track there's an overall story the album tells and so that was an aim that I wanted to do with this as well but the whole the whole process was truly magical um everybody I worked with on it was just the sweetest and I'm so happy with how it turned out oh that's fantastic now let's let's shift gears a little bit. So I know you've you've charted with some of these songs on some music charts, radio charts. You've done some things. How did it feel the first time you saw one of your songs actually charting? 
I can't even like find the words like that was just so unbelievable now like every single time it happens it still blows my mind it's like the first time over and over again Mm -hmm. and I think for me like that was something I never ever expected because when I started and I released my first two singles into focus and my original Christmas song all I want this Christmas I knew nothing about networking or marketing or the business at all like I just Mm -hmm. released songs and nobody was listening to them because I didn't you know promote them because I didn't know how and so I feel like the first time I really started to get any kind of interview or press or radio airplay charting was with LA will wait for me which came out in March and from that point forward like just seeing my songs being played on radio stations worldwide and charting on many it's just like it's so special and that's just I feel like is super validating as an independent artist because it shows me that you know I'm not having major success yet with you know big stations or big charts or anything like that however you want to measure big success but I'm getting somewhere mm-hmm. and given I've only been doing this for going on two years it's not that long and so seeing that has made me so happy so I'm so so grateful. So does it motivate you to just do more and continue to write and continue to just create? Absolutely. Yeah, no, nothing makes me more excited and more motivated than seeing people worldwide connect to my songs and love them because I love songwriting and I started doing it because it's something I had to do do for myself it was my way of processing things and it still is very therapeutic and at, at the end of the day that's why I do it I do it for myself and so seeing that people are embracing my music is just giving me more energy and excitement and inspiration to keep going and going and going because I just want to keep going down this journey and everybody who supported me so far and is along for the ride, I'm just so grateful for. So 100%, it just keeps motivating me to do more. That's awesome. And it's very important to do it for yourself. 100% agree. Now, yeah, we're almost done 2021. Anything coming up? Any goals for 2022? Ooh, so I feel like in 2022, like I said, one of my goals I really want to do next year is have a music video. That's mm. kind of a smaller goal. But I feel like overall, just continue to put out music that's successful because I feel like as an artist, it's so easy to get into the pattern of comparing release to release. And if one did better than the next, it's like, oh, this one didn't do as good. And so I think one of my kind of personal goals is to not do that and kind of treat each individual song as its own song and let it live its life and then move on and not compare it to the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's big for me. And also, I just really want to 100% nail down my sound next year. And I feel like that might be kind of weird coming from me because I have a whole album out. But like I said, I'm exploring pop and country and a little bit of folk as well. And a lot of the singles that are coming next are more country pop. And so I feel like I'm still in the stage of exploring and trying things out with my voice and different styles to see what fits. And now is the time to do that because once things hopefully start really taking off, I need to know where I fit and what my niche is and like what I, my what my sound is. Mm-hmm. And so I think next year, one of my big goals is to really figure out, okay, this is me and then stick with that. No, that's fantastic. I already follow you on all socials and I'll be following oh, your journey. You. Now, where can my audience follow you on which socials and how can they find you? 
So you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. My handle is at Demi M. Schwartz. That's D-E-M-I-M-S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z. I'm also on YouTube, which is youtube.com slash Demi M. Schwartz. My display name on everything is Demi Michelle. Look for the butterfly on Instagram and Twitter. That's me. And I also have an official website, which is DemiMSchwartz.com, where you can find my music, my blog, the podcast I host, host which is called Right on Track, a songwriting podcast, nice. and also my online shop where I'm selling signed Dear Diary CDs and merch. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And if you guys noticed, I did not mention the podcast because a podcast I want Demi to come back and we're going to do a podcast show about writing. Yeah. That's, that's what I want you to come back and do with me because I think that's a great idea. We got to do a, pod, a writing podcast together, an episode. Yeah. So, oh, totally. That'll be yeah. sweet. Podcast, I love it. I love my podcast so much. I would, I would totally love to talk about it. And honestly, just a quick thing here, like anybody who's an artist or in the, in the creative, any creative industry, a podcast is a great way to not only get your name out there, but also mm-hmm. interact with others in the industry. So it's fantastic. It is fantastic. And as this is a podcast worldwide, well, <laughs> there you go. It's, it's one of those things that we do. <laughs> do me, Michelle. That's perfect. Thank you for coming on the show and sharing your music. Of course. With us. Thank you so much for having me. It was such an honor. 